0: Hey there, quick question before we jump into this episode. Do you wish you could easily build your own website, but you get overwhelmed by it all? If that sounds like you, then allow me to introduce Savvy DIY Site. Half course, half gorgeous website templates designed by yours truly, to help you DIY your first WordPress site, redesign your existing one, or migrate from another platform to WordPress even if you're not very techie or you have no idea where to start. Forget spending hours figuring out the basics or feeling stuck with a website that doesn't really represent you. With Savvy DIY Site, you'll build your website with my step-by-step guidance, easy to follow video tutorials, and pro-designed templates that make building your site a breeze. Plus, you can customize everything To fit your unique style and brand, so your website looks just like you want. Whether you're launching your first site or updating an old one, Savvy DIY Site gives you the tools and confidence to do it yourself and do it well. Join now and start creating a website you're proud to share. Visit savvydiysite.com to learn more and get started building your website today. Hey, y'all, and welcome to another episode of The Savvy Teacher Seller. Today, I had the pleasure of chatting with the Pinterest queen herself, Kate All, about what is working on Pinterest for TPT sellers right now. If you're not familiar with her, Kate is the founder of Simple Pin Media, and let me tell you, when it comes to Pinterest, she really knows her stuff. She has almost 10 years of experience managing Pinterest accounts, and over that time, she's helped over 1,000 clients make more sales, get more website traffic, and grow their email lists through Pinterest marketing. Now, I know some of you might be thinking, didn't Pinterest die in 2019? And I have felt that way too. But Kate is here to explain why Pinterest is still worth our time in 2023. We are going to dive into what kind of pins we should be creating and how to get them seen, as well as a key mindset shift we need to make for Pinterest success this year. She also answers one of your burning questions about whether or not we still need to be creating fresh pins. And I think you will be happy with the answer. So sit back and relax. Get ready to learn from one of the best in the business when it comes to Pinterest. And who knows, maybe by the end of this episode, you will be ready to dive back into Pinterest marketing just like me. Let's get started. Hey, TPT sellers. Ready to see growth in your business? You're in the right place. Welcome to the Savvy Teacher Seller. I'm Kristen Doyle, and I'm here to give you no-fluff tools and strategies that will really make an impact on your sale. Let's get started, y'all. Hi, Kate. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for
1: being here. Yeah, I'm so excited to be here and chat with you.
0: Me too. Well, before we dive all into Pinterest and what it can do for TPT sellers today, even in 2023, tell us just a little bit kind of about how you got to where you are and what kinds of things you do. for.
1: Yeah. So I have an agency, obviously, Simple Pin Media, and it's all Pinterest marketing. I got into this actually back in 2013 as really just kind of a Hail Mary moment for my family to try to do a side hustle, which I know a lot of TPT sellers can relate to that. And I just dove in and said, Hey, let's see if this whole Pinterest marketing thing can work because people were moving away from Facebook at the time And what we discovered was that Pinterest is a super powerful traffic driver, but it also has a totally different ecosystem than all the other socials. And so I spent the last nine years working with clients as well as selling like DIY products for people to do Pinterest marketing on their own with the entire goal of... I don't want Pinterest to be overwhelming for you. I want it to be something that can be easily added into your business so that it can add another arm of traffic or sales or leads that come into your business without spending all the time that you would spend like on Instagram or the other platforms.
0: Yes. And I love that Pinterest functions a little more like a search engine and a little less like a social media platform Yeah, because I am definitely all about the things that last longer Not those things that have a shelf life of a few hours and only see, you know, a tiny fraction of your audience. So I am really excited to dive back into Pinterest. I know I was sharing with you earlier, I have definitely fallen off the Pinterest wagon a little bit. And so I'm excited to dive back in. But I know one of the biggest questions that we as teacher sellers have kind of collectively had, is Pinterest even still worth my time? Because for the longest time, it was amazing for driving traffic to our blogs, to our products. And then it kind of just stopped being amazing. A lot of us, you know, our traffic kind of cut in half or even more. And so we're wondering, is it still worthwhile now? And what do we need to be doing different?
1: great question and one that I get often, right? So I'll say there's kind of two things that you want to be thinking about is one, you have to always go back to your data. You always have to look at what are the numbers tell you when you look at all social traffic drivers. And one of the things we know is that new platforms come on the scene. TikTok is a great example where people were like exploding in followers and they were getting all these engagement. And then the more people that use it, we start to see that truncated and pulled back by the platforms, right? Because they eventually make way for ads and spend and all these different ways that they do algorithms, right? So we look at Pinterest over the last couple of years, what we've seen is high pandemic growth and then high implementation of short form video, because that's capturing what the trend is within the industry. So with that, we had the introduction of idea pins, which pulled back on a lot of the traffic for people, which felt frustrating, right? Like I don't want to diminish that at all. But I think one of the things I actually recorded a podcast just today that's Don't Jump Ship on Pinterest just yet, (laughs) and talking about my story of kind of at the end of 2022, looking at everything and saying, This is so frustrating. It's so overwhelming. We're just done with all these things. But then in January, when I came up for air and I pulled all the numbers from the year, Pinterest is still my number one. And for our company specifically, we sell digital products too. I look at Google. Pinterest. And then now we're looking into YouTube as really great places for education, which do still drive traffic. And then I put Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook in these buckets that drive engagement metrics. So often we say Pinterest is a library. Instagram is a bar. You have to approach them totally different. You approach Instagram, you're looking for engagement. But when we pulled our data and looked at all the traffic Instagram, it was like way down the list, right? But it makes us feel good. It makes us feel like we're doing something. But actually, when we pulled back the curtain just last week, we said, we've been creating short form video for Instagram. Why are we doing that? Why are we jumping through all these hoops for literally nothing? And we went to Pinterest and said, we're going to start Engaging with short form content, we know links on Idea Pins are coming. We did see our traffic go in half too over 2022, but we're just starting to essentially. And this kind of will wrap up, wrap it up, and put a bow on it is look at your data, make an informed decision about where your people are, where they're searching, and know it might not feel good and it might not continue to happen overnight. And I think sometimes I even and I admitted this in the podcast, like I fell for the Instagram trap. And when we looked at the hours we were spending, we were 10 to 12 a week on Instagram, two to three on Pinterest. And when you looked at the traffic numbers, it was completely flopped. It was like, what? So and all that to say, like, I think 2023 with the introduction of idea pin links, with the introduction of several e-commerce features coming down the pike, it is definitely not a time to give up on Pinterest, but it's definitely a time for a reframing of our attitude about it.
0: I love that approach. And when you think about it, you know, I compared Pinterest to more of a search engine. You compared it to a library. SEO is the same way. It's These aren't overnight fixes, but in the long run, the things that we do when it comes to a search engine of any kind, the things that we do last so much longer than those little blips of engagement, the fun stuff that we get off of Instagram. And not that that's not important. Yeah. I think it's really important to connect with your audience and get to know them and have that fun stuff, but the education still has to be there. And those valuable resources for people that we're trying to send them to are a big piece as well. So yeah, I love your analogy of the library and the bar. (laughs) So perfect. So when it comes to what is working right now, I know idea pins are coming, maybe even by the time this episode is out. Do you know when those are coming? I haven't heard a date.
1: I don't. I always think it's actually around this time into February, beginning of March. That's when Pinterest adds most of the features into new things that they're going to do. That's historically what we've seen.
0: Yeah. So it is entirely possible by the time this episode comes out that links will already be there because I think we're probably looking at end of March, maybe beginning Mm -hmm. of April. Yeah. So, So definitely possible that. Those would be there. I can already imagine ways that I could repurpose some of those Instagram Reels that I've made and use them as idea pins. But what are you seeing? What are you seeing that works for TPT sellers right now?
1: You know, one of the things we're seeing is when you look at Pinterest overall, you want to look at kind of a diversified approach. So standard pins still do work. So when people are looking for teaching resources, they're most often going to the search feed and they're searching for particular types of resources. The TPT resources are not generally ones that people scroll and they're like, oh, that's amazing, like a candle or a dress or something like that. They have high intent, right? Mm -hmm. It's very much like Google too. So you want to make sure that your keywords, we don't use hashtags, remove those completely. (laughs) just to do the two to three sentences in your Pinterest descriptions, keywords are still where it's at. Now, one of the things we're seeing too is that images that aren't so cluttered are doing a little bit better than the ones that maybe have a lot of font, a lot of photos, hard to see. If the pinner, if they're searching for something in particular and they can connect with it right away, they're really ready to click on it and then go to the place where they can buy it. We're definitely finding the seasonality as teachers know. There's times when people search for things. There's times when they don't search for things. So looking at the high times and the low times of when you're getting traffic from Pinterest definitely helps. You want to maybe do more pins during that time. We're also finding that this is a tough one, but I would say those who do have websites Tend to get more engagement because they can pin from two places. So it's almost like you have the blog post to warm people up instead of just sending straight to the listing. We still know that you can have the blog post, which leads to the listing, but context for people warms them up. It's like reading a review for an Airbnb, right? You don't just look at the picture and you're like, okay, I'll book it. You wanna do more due diligence and learn more about it. So anytime you can have a content arm, it definitely is doing better for people than those that don't have a content arm. Then when it comes to idea pins, idea pins we are finding actually that the face and the voice are doing well, which is something that we would not have said a year and a half ago. We would have said, you know, don't put your face, maybe do, you know, an over a flat lay where you're just like going through it or whatever. But now if you're doing your face and you're making it about the educational element, you're not making it about your day, those are getting pretty good (laughs) engagement. So that's just something to be thinking about. We know not everybody likes video, but Pinterest is saying they are really liking that short form video and putting that, um, prioritizing that.
0: Well, and I think at this point, we probably all need to try our hardest to get used to being on video. Yes, (laughs) It was not my favorite thing for a long time either, but I've gotten used to it. Yep. Because that is just kind of where people are in general. We like to watch a video. We like to see things visually a lot more than we like to read. So when it comes to products, what are your recommendations about pinning to our own website versus pinning to TPT? I know a lot of us are a little frustrated with a change that happened. I feel like it's been a couple of years now where if I pin from my shop on TPT, it will say that TPT is the pinner or it will look like TPT is the pinner because it's going to their website. What are your thoughts around that?
1: Yeah, so I haven't looked at that lately to see if it still says that. So I can't confirm any of that, but I would say it's very similar to what we saw with Etsy. Pinterest is definitely making a big play for e-commerce elements, right? And that goes with people who are self-hosted, right? So we definitely see that being the winner. So when it comes to pinning on Etsy or pinning on TPT, it is going to be second, right? Like it's not going to be, I don't think distribution is less, but I think the integrations are not as superior if that makes sense. So I think if anybody has, like I just said, a website first, pin there for sure. And then you can also play around with pinning directly to your shop listing and you can see which outperforms the other. But I always think, I mean, hands down, I kind of can't refute this because we've seen with so many of our clients, whether it is in the TPT space or any type of seller space, if you have content that goes along with a listing, you will do far better than if you just send directly to that TPT portion. So I guess I would say those who are in the boat of not having a website yet and only pinning to the Teachers Pay Teachers site what you're going to want to do is have a really great Pinterest image because that's going to be the thing that hooks people in. And then second, really nail it with the keywords because you want to hook people in and get them there. What they do when they get there, that's a little bit tougher, right? Like they yeah. might get to TBD and be like, Oh, where am I? I don't know. I'm not familiar with this, things like that. So that obviously you can't control. But you can control these pieces of getting really great images. And what we tell people too is there is a, a look to Teachers Pay Teachers images that tends to kind of, trans, they, they all kind of look a little bit similar, not all of them, but you want to kind of see if you can look a little bit different, like stand apart if you can. So search what resource it is that you sell on Pinterest and see what the sea of Pinterest pins looks like and kind of try to look just a tiny bit different.
0: And I would say maybe even look to creating some very different images that don't look like your product cover. Because I know a lot of yes. people will just pin their product cover because that's easy. But if you're really working on it, then maybe we try coming up with some new images that don't look like a product cover. Yes. <laughs> Something that's going to be a little more eye-catching. 100%. And I always encourage everyone to try and make your even your product cover stand out from everyone else's. Because there is just a sea of results. <laughs> Whether it's on TPT search or on somewhere like Pinterest, just a sea of results and trying to make yours stand out and be a little bit unique and different definitely can help grab some
1: attention. For sure. What about fresh
0: pins? I know that was a big thing for a while. We needed fresh pins for everything. Do we still
1: need to focus on that? No, it's one of those ones that. Wonderful. We, I know, right? <laughs> the best news. I know. So, really, the fresh pin thing came in 2019 and it kind of took on a life of its own and it has not died a death yet. And really, what you want to focus on is the very first pin you pin to Pinterest, it just needs to go to a board that is keyword matched. So if you're talking about reading resources, and it's a pin with keyword, like reading resources, the algorithm reads all of that, and it wants to know how to categorize it. And a lot of people, when it came to this fresh pin idea thought, well, if I can just create multiple images, let's say I have one listing on TPT, if I can create 20, 30, 40 different images, those will all look like fresh different images. Well, we found that that actually didn't increase performance. It actually, it really didn't do anything but waste your time. So we tell people try two to three. And what that does is it allows you to drill down on the image that's getting the most engagement and you can rinse and repeat for another listing and another listing. Now, this doesn't mean you can't pin your pin again. We have seen some pins that have pinned two, three, four times those second, third or fourth pins get more engagement than the first sometimes it's not always the norm but you can just put the fresh pin thing out of your mind especially because <laughs> it just it doesn't really work anymore
0: well that is good to know i know everyone is going to be happy to hear that yes. for sure <laughs> because it, is so, it oh, is so much work
1: so much work <laughs> and you know here's the thing that i want to say is there are definite elements to any algorithm on any social platform. But we find that Pinterest has less gotcha moments. Like they obviously don't want you to pin 100 times a day because it looks like spamming. But if you pin a pin twice, it's not like a deal breaker, right? You're not going to get zinged for it. They don't want you to write things like click here. But I think that's pretty much for every platform. They don't want you to write click here, right? (laughs) So other than that, there's not a lot of holes, if you will, that you could step in to ruin what you're doing. And I find that people approach Pinterest with this idea of, you know, Instagram puts out an update every Thursday, right? Of what you should do, what you, and we're jumping through hoops. Yes. (laughs) Pinterest doesn't have the hoops, right? Like they do have some, but they're not as many that change every single week. It's not like we hear from Instagram we're going to do reels this week and then next week it's photo. And then like, it feels very jarring. Pinterest one doesn't put out those types of news flash pieces. And then two, the algorithm pretty much works the same as it has for several years. It's just tweaked and keywords are prioritized and things are changed. So in that sense, just kind of, it's the relaxing place to market. It's not, (laughs) it's not the like, oh my gosh, am I doing this right or this right? Or, you know, it's if you're writing great descriptions that sound like a human for the human that's going to be engaging on the other side, that's a great start.
0: I love that. And that's another thing my audience will recognize because I always tell them when it comes to SEO, the same thing, you write for people first. Yes. All the other things are important and good, but not if it's not going to be written well for people. Yep. (laughs) I love that. What about... Pinterest catalogs. Is that what it's called? I think that's what it's called. Where you can put your shop
1: catalog directly on Pinterest. Yes. So the shop catalog. So this is the shop integration that Pinterest has. There's a couple different layers of it. You have to have your own website. You cannot incorporate mm-hmm. your catalog from the TPT store. So third-party hosted is the term that you will often hear. So if you have your own site, you can get verified merchant status. You can upload your catalog directly Or you can use like their integrations are like Shopify and WooCommerce and those hosted ones. It is definitely a good idea to do it because what it allows you to do is let's say on those idea pins, we haven't been able to link. Well, now you can link to a product and that takes people off the platform. We are a verified merchant as well. We like the data that we get. We like the tagging that we can do. And we like that our products are updated in real time. So if it's out of stock, the price changes, that just gets updated.
0: Yeah, I love that option. And I do have my shop set up on Pinterest. I need to do some more things with it, but I do have it all set up and connected and I will drop some links to some tutorials on that sort of stuff into the show notes for today, too, because I know everyone's going to be asking me, how do I do this? <laughs> so I will drop some links to some tutorials in there. Can we talk just a little about Pinterest ads? Oh, yeah, absolutely. A lot of us are a little hesitant to run ads just in general because, you know, it's almost like going to the casino and throwing some money in and seeing what happens. but. Tell us how ads are going on Pinterest.
1: Yeah. So I would say that Pinterest ads, if anybody's been running Facebook or Instagram ads, it is night and day. And so you're going to go back to that same idea that you're working with a different ecosystem. So a Pinterest ad takes about two weeks to optimize, and then it takes another like four weeks to see how it performs. We always tell people that they want to do any kind of education or due diligence before they start running ads to know how much they're going to spend, how much they're willing to put into each day or what type of ad. We definitely have seen TPT sellers do great, but what happens is that you don't have the proper mindset going in, and so you're already kind of feeling this risk, this stress And then you're not setting your sights on six months. So if we do Pinterest ads for our business and we look and we say, okay, I want to get people at the very top of the funnel. They have this, like they're searching for this particular thing. They have very high intent and it is hard. You have to know that that's where you're hitting people. They don't know who you are. They don't know how to frame up context. And that when they come to your website, that page has to be really, really built to convert them well. So whether or not it's selling into a product that you know is really great, maybe you this is totally new. If it is new for you, I would say I would run just some organic traffic to a landing page or a sales page, just so you can get the data of, are people landing and actually converting? Because you can't put money behind a broken funnel. That is where you're wasting money, right? And so I definitely think it's good for people, one, if you know you're a great selling product, two, if you know a great selling page that you have, And three, you know, the targeting that you want to do, and you know, actually how much money. So if you make $10 off this product, and you're willing to do $2 a click or something like that, to be able to get a conversion, that is going to set you up even better for success. But a lot of people are like, maybe this will just give extra lift to me, or maybe it'll get traffic. Do not do it for that reason. We highly, highly discourage that. We definitely want you to amplify what you know is already working well. And I'll say the last part is that you can save pins, you can save ads, and they live forever. So it's not going away and people natively save ads and revisit them later. So it's just something to think about.
0: Yeah, that's good to know too. So definitely, it sounds like we want to be very focused when we are choosing things and spend some time really digging into our data, looking for those products that convert really well, have really high conversion rates. I like to look at a metric called earnings per view, which basically just takes how much you make and what your conversion rate and figures out how much you make per page view, which is super helpful for me on Facebook ads for figuring out if my click through or my cost per click is a good cost per click for that product. Yeah, very smart. And I'm sure that would work on Pinterest too. I've not run ads on Pinterest, but I'm definitely thinking about it where would you say we need to start in terms of budget? Is Pinterest somewhere that we have to spend like 25 bucks a day to see any results? Or is it somewhere we could start small and just kind of test it out and see how it goes?
1: Yeah, we did a podcast on this too with our ads director. She basically asked the question, will $5 a day work? And what she came away with was that's too small for Pinterest. So we have even for us scaled it to $10 a day or $20 a day. So you can certainly start, this is funny, there's always going to be stories in the wild about how the $5 a day worked, but the important part is that you have to test it for you and your product. So it's definitely something where you could start with the $10 a day and just really ramp it up from there. But we find actually that people who are really proficient at Facebook ads, their dashboard is so confusing compared to the Pinterest dashboard, which is very simplistic. Also, when you take what results and the things you're getting on Facebook and kind of bring them over to Pinterest, again, it's like organic marketing from Instagram, Facebook to Pinterest. It just doesn't work. So you have to really think of a Pinterest ad like a Google ad. Yeah. So it really is a change in mindset,
0: especially for those of us who are used to running Facebook ads. And I think maybe that goes back to the library versus the bar. You have a totally different intent when you go to Pinterest versus when you're scrolling mindlessly on Facebook and maybe something catches your attention. Yes. It's a very different intent. So we definitely need to think about it in a different way to accommodate that. And I'll make sure we drop the link to that podcast episode in the show notes as well because I'm sure it's a great one to listen to. I am way behind on podcast listening in <laughs> I general. <am> too. <laughs> Such a terrible podcast host. I don't uh... listen up to date, but I'm sure it's an amazing episode. Yours always are. So mm, thank you. Definitely have to drop a link in there so that everybody can check that one out. Thank you so much for being here. I feel like this was such a great conversation and so helpful for me personally with figuring out where I want to go as I'm getting back into Pinterest. And I'm sure lots of other people will feel the same way. I've had so many questions from people about maybe it's time. (laughs) Is it time to start Pinterest again? So Hopefully, this will help people kind of know where to prioritize and how to spend their time on Pinterest. Thank you so much again for being here and sharing all of your wealth of knowledge with us.
1: Yeah, you bet.
0: Before we hop off here, would you tell everybody where they can find you if they want to get connected?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So they're listening to a podcast. You can just hop over and search Simple Pin Podcast in your podcast player and subscribe. And then we also do on our website, Simple Pin Media, we have a special newsletter. It's a four-part series dedicated to TPT sellers written by our TPT specialist on our team. So it was basically a way to help TPT sellers frame up Pinterest marketing. So we can put that link in the show notes and people can go check that out. Absolutely, we will do that for sure.
0: Thank you so much again for being here. I have loved talking with you today. Yeah, you too, thank you. I don't know about you, but I am definitely feeling inspired and ready to give Pinterest a second chance after talking with Kate today. So your action step for today's episode is simply to take a little time to look over your Pinterest strategy and make some changes based on what we learned today. And if you haven't been pinning lately at all, then give it a try. Find a blog post or a helpful resource, create an image for it, and give pinning one more chance, maybe even with just one or two pins. Let's take Kate's advice and give Pinterest the attention it deserves so that we can reap those long-term benefits from that Pinterest library that people like to visit. Now, before we wrap up, I have one more important thing to share with you. Kate has created a free email training series just for TPT sellers. Now, as someone who's taken that training myself, I can tell you it is packed with valuable information and insights from someone who is seeing Pinterest success with clients in our niche now. So if you're looking to up your Pinterest game, head to the link in the show notes to sign up for Kate's free email training series. Trust me, you do not want to miss it. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of The Savvy Teacher Seller. I hope you learned something new today and you're feeling inspired to take some action and grow your business. I'll talk to you soon. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, please share it with another teacher seller who would also find it helpful. For more resources on growing your TPT business, head to kristendoyle.co forward slash TPT. Talk to you soon.